Welcome to the Biomed Central Podcast. We're joined today by Simon Lixhart to talk about his research in epigenomics. Simon, could you please introduce yourself and your chosen area of research? Uh, hi, my name is uh, Simon Lichter. I'm a PhD student from the Erasmus University Medical Center in Rotterdam and the Department of Epidemiology, where we do research, uh, genetics and epigenetic research on uh, inflammation. For me, the, the focus is mainly on inflammation. What are Epigenome-Wide Association Studies, or EWAS for short? Well, in EWAS, we basically uh, test the association between epigenetic variation, and epigenetic variation is different from the genetics, uh, which refer to the DNA sequence variants. So in, in uh, uh, EWAS, we test association between epigenetic variation, which can be histones uh, or uh, DNA methylation, and your phenotype of interest. And for us, this was uh, DNA methylation. So we tested uh, the association uh, between DNA methylation and our phenotype of interest was uh, CRP uh, levels uh, in the general population. So this uh, DNA methylation you can quantify in uh, any tissue you want and we did it in uh, peripheral blood cells because this is easy accessible tissue. In, um, in, in, you know, in a, in a community. So, and then by use of microarrays, we can test the, the methylation uh, across the whole genome, including all chromosomes. Uh, and we associate every DNA methylation site with, uh, the, with your phenotype. So that, that's basically briefly what is an, uh, an EWAS. How has a meta-analysis of EWAS enhanced our understanding of the biological basis of inflammation? Basically, we, we didn't know much about uh, DNA methylation features uh, related to inflammation. And uh, what, so what, what we did, um, we uh, tested the association with, between all those DNA methylation sites and inflammation. And we discovered many uh, sites where the DNA methylation is strongly uh, associated with uh, CRP levels in the community. So we use CRP levels as a sensitive marker of inflammation. And well, we, we find different, diff- different re- genes across the whole genome. Uh, for instance, one of our top findings was um, AIM2. AIM2 is a known inflammasome. Uh, but we didn't actually know that DNA methylation at this site uh, is uh, also associated in, uh, with uh, low-grade inflammation in general population. I, I think it's still important uh, to, to notice that uh, it's, it's sometimes hard to annotate those DNA methylation sites to the genes they act upon. Uh, but I think we found a nice association between the DNA methylation and the expression of this gene. We found many places in the genome uh, that are associated with inflammation. Still, it is the question whether these sites are causal for inflammation or a consequence of inflammation. I think related to inflammation, both, uh, both are interesting. Uh, if it's a causal site, so this, this DNA methylation uh, site really uh, causes more inflammation, uh, those are sites that are interesting. But even also if it's a consequence of inflammation, it's still interesting because inflammation uh, is involved in many diseases and, and uh, like coronary heart disease, uh, diabetes, uh, and so on. So I, st- I still think that if it's, an, it's a site which is a consequence of general inflammation, this gives more uh, knowledge about what is going on in the epigenetics during inflammation, actually. EWAS remains a relatively new approach. Uh, what advantages does it have over genome-wide association studies, or GWAS, and how do your results correlate with GWAS published studies on inflammation? 
Well, I think that uh, EWAS uh, or the so the epigenome-wide association study, uh, they they do not really have advantages, but I would rather call it is complementary to the genetic studies. So uh, I think in the last years there have been many uh, genetic studies on different phenotypes, including uh, CRP and other inflammatory diseases, and they provide us insights in uh, which DNA sequence variants are associated with the disease. And there was not much research research on uh, epigenetic uh, associations with uh, phenotypes. And I think now uh, there uh, have become techniques available that we can indeed look at the association between those epigenetic features and, and the phenotypes of interest. So it's, it's, it's just a different approach, I think. And uh, with respect to the correlation with published GWAS, or do, do, well, then actually the question is, do you see overlapping genomic loci and stuff? And uh, for us, this was not really uh, the case. So we have looked into this, but there were actually no overlaps with uh, genetic findings. It's hard to interpret this. Uh, does it mean that uh, uh, DNA methylation uh, contribution to inflammation and uh, DNA sequence variants or genetic associations are at different loci? I, I think we cannot conclude this. Um, uh, I mean, the, the genetic studies have found several genes, but there probably are hundreds of genes that contribute to inflammation. So we only uh, know the top of the iceberg. So you compared EWAS of serum C-reactive protein, CRP, between Caucasian populations of European ancestry and African-Americans. What are the implications of these findings uh, for population-specific risks of complex diseases? Uh, what we actually did was a discovery uh, of uh, uh, methylation sites in Caucasian, and we did a replication in African Americans. And the rationale was that if you have findings that replicate, then uh, it's it's an association in, in both ethnicities. And um, I mean, this is important for uh, if, if if you get therapeutic um, uh, targets in the future, etc., that they uh, they actually have potential in both ethnicities, which I think is important. And what we found is that, uh, um, also based on our uh, power calculation, is that, um, well, what we expected to replicate did replicate the, 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 the amount of uh, findings. So I think that uh, what you can conclude is that it's it's not like in genetic studies that uh, in, in certain population you have a strong association uh, between a genetic variant and your phenotype. And in uh, epigenetics, the association is uh, there in African-Americans. It's probably also there in Europeans. Um, and this could be due to the influence of not only genetic variation, so genetic variation uh, influences DNA methylation. There are several papers that have shown this, but it's also environmental factors. And I think that all the ethnicities are exposed to these environmental factors. So I think that if you have more methylation in, in Europeans, and if that more methylation at that certain site is associated with CRP in African-Americans, uh, it's also likely in the other ethnicities. There, I think there's not that much difference for also uh, if we look at uh, population-specific risk. So what are the next stages for translating uh, your, your findings and, and other published findings into identifying therapeutic targets for inflammatory diseases? 
So I think here it's important to, uh, well, first, I think we should know more about this DNA methylation side. What do they really uh, do? So which genes are they influencing? Is it a nearby gene or is it a, a gene thousands KB uh, away from it? Uh, because that's still difficult to, uh, to investigate. So we did some work uh, where we looked at uh, nearby uh, gene expression. And indeed, we found several strong associations. So that makes it likely that this DNA methylation influences uh, a nearby gene. This was, for instance, the case for our AIM2 finding, the inflammasome. Um, well, and if you know, if, if you can really prove like the, if the DNA methylation uh, is more or less at that site, and if you then have uh, more or less of the gene expression, so then you have really, then you know which gene it is. And if you know which gene it is, a gene is, uh, well, encodes in a protein. And I think if you know which protein and you know the pathway that it uh, uh, is involved in, then then you could think of therapeutic targets that work on this part pathways. So there, there needs to be uh, some work done, which is also the case for GWASs, for genetic studies, where we also need to know the genetic variant, uh, what is the, uh, the gene that it uh, uh, acts on. And I think this is also the case for DNA methylation. Uh, we need to identify the, the genes and uh, those genes in encoding the proteins, and uh, we, should, yeah, we should have a therapeutic target on those pathways. What's next for your research? Uh, in our department, there's still, uh, well, we, we keep on doing uh, genomic studies, uh, so even it's both genetic studies and epigenetic studies on uh, inflammation, um, so both CRP but also other markers of uh, inflammation. You can think of TNF-alpha, interleukin-6, there are ongoing projects there uh, to enhance the, the understanding of actually the, the low-grade inflammation this systemic inflammation in the general populations, which I think uh, um, is, is important to know more about what is actually inflammation and uh, how can we uh, can, can we treat it. So that's um, what it is about. To read and hear more science stories, subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at Biomed Central or visit our blogs at blogs.biomedcentral.com. All of our published research articles are also openly accessible on biomedcentral.com. Thank you for listening.